Dear God, thank you for bringing us together on a Sunday morning us today. I pray that you help us to understand your word and um, that you will uh, give a faithful sermon that we might understand. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, this is on page 39, Genesis 45, verse 4. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of his whole entire household, and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, This is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have. I will provide for you there, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. This is the word of God. Praise the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It is human nature to make comparisons. We think that so-and-so's life is better than mine. He is more fortunate than me. For Christian, we used to say the cross he's carrying is lighter than mine. Some lost their confidence in life, doubt the love of God due to failed relationship, dissatisfaction in work, disappointment in church, problems with health, finance, career, marriage, or families. Others complain that they have a difficult life, that God is not fair. They are constantly grumbling against God, blaming others, and constantly living in bitterness. Amongst the Old Testament characters, Joseph was a person who experienced the most ups and downs and suffered the most misfortunes and injustice in life. However, he was able to overcome all the adversities by the grace of God and transformed his suffering into strength of character and vitality in life. Let's find out this morning what is his secret was. Learn some lesson from the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Now first, let's look at his background and the miserable experiences he went through. In Genesis chapter 37 verses 3 to 4 tells us that Jacob loved Joseph more than any others of his children because he was the son of his old age and was born by Rachel, his wife, whom he loved the most. When his brothers saw that his, their father loved Joseph more than them, 
Well, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peacefully to him. The situation was aggravated by Joseph constantly reporting all his brother's bad behavior to Jacob, their fathers. The breaking point came when Joseph shared his dreams with them. He dreamed that one day all his brothers, even his parents, would bow down to him. His brother then sought out opportunity to kill him. The misfortunes of Joseph first sold into Egypt. One day, Joseph was sent by his father to visit his brothers who were pasturing the flock far away from home. His brother saw Joseph from a distance, started to conspire to kill him, hoping that his dreams would not come true. In the end, they did not kill him, but sold him to a passing by caravan of merchants that were going to Egypt. The merchants then sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an official of Pharaoh, the captain of the guards. Joseph was sold at the age of 17 at the house of Potiphar. Joseph was honest and hardworking. He did not take long for him, uh, for the master, to appoint Joseph as the overseer of his house and all his possessions. The Bible tells us that God was with Joseph. God blessed the Egyptian's house and his possessions for Joseph's sake. Just when life was going to get better, unfortunate things started happening to Joseph. The master's wife saw that Joseph was well-built and handsome and wanted to sleep with him. Joseph was a godly man and resisted all temptations. One day, the master's wife, resentful over Joseph's refusals, accused him of molesting her. The master was furious when he heard the complaints of his wife and had Joseph thrown into prison. Next, life in prisons. While in prison facing false accusation and injustice, Joseph did not abandon his faith but continued to trust God and living a life of integrity. He was honest and hardworking Soon, Joseph gained favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer appointed Joseph as his assistant to take care of all the prisoners and affairs in the prison. Later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker were put in the prison where Joseph was confined. They was there for quite some time under the care of Joseph. One night, both the chief cupbearer and chief baker each had a dream. They were troubled by the dreams, and no one was able to interpret their dreams. 
Joseph asked them to tell him their dreams and interpreted the dreams for them. The dreams of the chief cupbearer and chief baker were fulfilled just as Joseph had interpreted to them. The chief cupbearer was restored to his position, but the chief baker was executed. Joseph asked the chief cupbearer to help him to get out from jail by mentioning his case before Pharaoh that he was innocent and was put in prison by false accusation. Unfortunately, after getting out from the prison, the chief cupbearer forgot about Joseph and his request. Next, becoming the chief minister. Two years after Pharaoh's chief cupbearers was restored to his position, Pharaoh has strange dreams. Pharaoh summoned all the magicians and wise men to tell them the dream, but no one could interpret the dreams. Then the chief cupbearer suddenly remembered Joseph. He told Pharaoh how Joseph had interpreted the dreams of chief baker and him, and now, and how their dreams had come true according to Joseph's interpretations. Pharaoh immediately sent for Joseph and told Joseph his dream. Joseph was able to interpret the dreams for Pharaoh. The dreams were revelation from God about Egypt was about to experience seven good years of abundant harvest. And the seven good years would be followed by seven bad years of severe famine. Joseph proposed, uh, Joseph went on to propose the solution for managing the crisis ahead. And Joseph proposed to please Pharaoh and all his officials. So Pharaoh admired the wisdom of Joseph greatly and appointed him as the chief minister of Egypt. Joseph became the most powerful man in Egypt next to Pharaoh at the age of 30. Well, not too many of us at the age of 30 now. 13 years, this was happened 13 years after he was sold into Egypt. We need to take note of the chronological order. It took a long time, 13 years of injustice and miserable life. Now, Joseph's brothers went to Egypt. Next paragraph. Their first encounter, seven years after Joseph became the chief minister of Egypt, his brother went to Egypt to buy grain because of the famine. Joseph's brother could not imagine he had become the chief minister of Egypt. Twenty years had passed since they had sold Joseph. Twenty years. They did not recognize him and he spoke to them through an interpreter. To cut the long story short, Joseph detained one of them, Simeon, and sent the rest home with donkeys loaded with grain. The second encounter. When Jacob's household had eaten up the grain that they brought from Egypt, the brothers went to Egypt the second time to buy grain. 
This time, Joseph revealed his identity to them. His brother was stung, of course. Could not imagine that. And they were terrified. They worried that Joseph might use his position and power to take revenge on what they did to him. It's a very natural thing. They imagined the worst. But Joseph invited them to come close to him and encouraged them by saying, in Genesis chapter 45, we have read the scripture, 5 to 8, verses 5 to 8, Do not be distressed or angry with yourself, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. Joseph asked a brother to tell his father that he is alive and that he had become the chief minister of Egypt. And he invited them to come to Egypt to escape the famine. He hugged and kissed his brothers and wept. After that, his brother felt better and started talking to him. Later, Jacob's household migrated to Egypt, settled in the region of Goshen. Jacob lived in Egypt for 17 years until his death. He passed away at the age of 147. That's recorded in chapter 47, verses 27 and 28. When Jacob passed away, okay, we first fast forward to Genesis chapter 50. Jacob passed away 20 years after Joseph had reconciled with his brother. Just imagine that, another 20 years. Joseph's brothers were worried that they might still be holding, he might still be holding a grudge against them after the passing of their fathers and would seek revenge and for all the wrongs they did to him. So they approached Joseph and making use of the name of their father in chapter 50 verses 16 and 17. And they say, your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of your servants of the God of your fathers. You see, the brothers, they were so afraid that they even bowed down before Joseph and said, we are your slaves. For Joseph, he wept when he heard this. He was sad. He saw how his brothers were still haunted and tormented by the evil deeds they have, they have done 40 years ago. For 40 years, they were tormented and suffered, haunted by all their best deeds. So Joseph again Encourage them by saying in verses 19 and 21, Do not be afraid. 
Am I in the place of God, even though you intended to do harm to me? God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. So Joseph reassured his brothers and families and spoke kindly to comfort them. Wow, what an ending to a story of betrayal and treachery. Strength to forgive. The natural temptation in the midst of difficulty is to blame God and others for not doing their parts. When we hurt deeply, it is natural for us to strike back if we can. We can, we want to hurt the one who hurt us. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth if we have the power. However, in the midst of all the misfortunes, Joseph did not abandon his faith in God. He was not bitter over others' wrongdoing and did not seek revenge on his brothers. He continued to trust in God and waited patiently. Just imagine the timeline, 20 years, 40 years, God's intervention. Waited patiently for God's intervention, allowing God to unfold a plan in his life according to God's timing. Joseph was afflicted, but not crushed by suffering. Struck down, but not destroyed by misfortune. He was not defeated by the suffering that he had to go through. What was his secret? First, God's plan. He saw his brother's evil deeds of selling him into Egypt as part of God's grand plan of preserving the lives of his father's households. He encouraged his brother by saying, Now do do not be distressed or angry with yourself. He repeatedly told his brother, God sent me before you. It was not you who sent me. But God, 20 years later, after their father passed away, his brother again worried that Joseph might take revenge. But Joseph encouraged them again, asking them not to be afraid. Reiterated that all the things happening were in the plan of God. Second, God is in control. Joseph was fully aware that all things that happened were not by chance, but were controlled by God. It was God who had sent him to Egypt in advance. God was with him in, at all times, even when he was in Egypt. The Bible tells us that God had blessed Potiphar's household because of Joseph. God had endowed Joseph with wisdom 
and ability of interpreting dreams. It was God who elevated him to be the chief minister of Egypt, so that his family will able to survive the famines. Though his brothers planned evil against him, but God planned it is planned it for good to bring about the survival and of their fam- household. Third, elevations from God. Joseph was conscious that it was God who elevated him to be the chief minister of Egypt. He said in chapter 45, verse 8, God has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. He knew that he had to use his position to for the purpose to save lives and serve the people, not for personal vain glory or revenge. That was why he said to his brother in chapter 50, verse 19, Am I in the place of God? Indeed, Joseph's incredible faith, character, Strength, dignity, and grace is a model for us to follow. What are the implications and challenges we can learn from the story of Joseph? First, divine perspective. When Joseph drew close to God, he was able to see all his misfortunes from God's perspective. He understood all the difficulties that he had went through were part of God's plan to save the life of his father's household. He realized that God did not abandon him in his dire straits. God was in control all the time. He was able to turn all the evil ploys and wicked deeds of others into something good. Hence, he was able to overcome the hurt that his brothers and others had inflicted on him and forgive them of their wrongdoings. Life is like a piece of embroidery. It has two sides, the front and the back. From this side of eternity, it looks like the back of the embroidery. It does not, it does not make sense to you when you look at it. However, if you look at things from other side of eternity, it will be like looking at the front side of the embroidery. It is beautiful picture designed by God. Everything, everything will start to make sense. You will admire the craftsmanship of God. There are times when we suffer injustice and are badly hurt by the evil deeds of others. We wonder why, why 
why God did not protect us from these wicked people. We question the existence of God or the goodness of God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to you this morning. Open your spiritual eyes so that you are able to see things from the divine perspective. Second, healing from God. Two things will happen when God opens our spiritual eyes. First, we will be able to overcome the bad experiences and hurt that we have. We will be able, sorry, we will be willing to forgive those who have hurt us. Second, we will be free from the bondage of hurt, resentment, and bitterness. We will not be crippled by our bad experiences any longer. We were able to soar on winds like eagles, live out our full potential, and be greatly used by God. Some have testified that when they forgave those who have hurt them, the sickness that they had been suffered for many years disappeared. Others testify that their spiritual life started to grow in leaps and bounds. The river of life started to flow from them to bless others when they forgave others. Well, is the bad experience still hurting you? Are you still angry with the aggressor? unable to forgive him or her or them if your life crippled by bitterness, turn to God and tell him all your hurt. Ask him to touch your life and set you free from the bondage of unforgiveness and bitterness. Let the Holy Spirit start a healing process now. Third and finally, God with God who elevates. Joseph was fully aware that it was not by chance he was elevated to be the chief minister of Egypt. It was by the grace of God. God had placed him there for the purpose to bless others, not to exploit his position by taking revenge over his brothers. Promotion comes from God. Those of you who are in high positions must always be mindful of who you are today is by the grace of God. Remember to bless others with a position and power that has been vested in you and not to abuse your position for personal gains and vengeance. 
Well, let's spend some time in silence and reflect on what we have just heard. Amen.